To me, basic SEAL training was a lifetime of challenges crammed into six months. So here are the 10 lessons I learned from basic SEAL training that hopefully will be of value to you as you move forward in life. Every morning in SEAL training, my instructors, who at the time were all Vietnam veterans, would show up in my barracks room, and the first thing they'd do was inspect my bed. If you did it right, the corners would be square, the covers would be pulled tight, the pillow centered just under the headboard, and the extra blanket folded neatly at the foot of the rack. It was a simple task, mundane at best, but every morning we were required to make our bed to perfection. It seemed a little ridiculous at the time, particularly in light of the fact that we were aspiring to be real warriors, tough, battle-hardened SEALs. But the wisdom of this simple act has been proven to me many times over. If you make your bed every morning, you will have accomplished the first task of the day. It will give you a small sense of pride, and it will encourage you to do another task, and another, and another. And by the end of the day, that one task completed will have turned into many tasks completed. Making your bed will also reinforce the fact that the little things in life matter. If you can't do the little things right, you'll never be able to do the big things right. And if by chance you have a miserable day, you will come home to a bed that is made, <laughs> that you made. And a made bed gives you encouragement that tomorrow will be better. So if you want to change the world, start off by making your bed. Well, welcome to the last episode of 2019. I thank you all for joining and connecting with me on this podcast. I'm looking forward to diving into this last topic of the year. I've taken a break for this month, but um, I'm expecting great things for 2020. And let's just jump straight into it, shall we? The first thing I want to talk about is Admiral McRaven, who just gave that address. Uh, he addressed that to the University of Texas class of 2014 on making your bed. Now, it's a pretty popular book. You might have read it. Um, I haven't fully read it yet, but I do recall this speech, and I thought I'd include it in the podcast today because I think it's such a simple thing, yet such a powerful reminder for our own lives, which leads us to our topic. It's going to be a short episode today, but what a year we've had and... I'm sure you've had a great year, maybe some of you have had a bad year, but hey, it's a new year, new me, <laughs> and that's the exact cliche that I want to talk about is the new year, new me, but instead, I want to say and I want you to think about new year, new mindset. As we begin a new year, we're so emotionally charged up to make a difference in our life. We'll want to eat healthier. We don't want to drink as much or drink junk or we don't want to eat as much junk as we did in the previous year. We might buy some active wear that looks awesome and feels good but often sits in our cupboard for 11 months not doing anything. You see, emotions don't cause change. There needs to be a change of heart and a change of mind. In fact, the Bible talks about this regularly. For example, Romans 12 verse 2, Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. A lot of life's problems can be solved if we just get a control of our mind and our thought life. 
So the first thing we do is we set all these New Year's resolutions and I'm all for doing that. I'm not against that. In fact, I've set my New Year's resolutions. I don't really call them resolutions. I call them like challenges, but I'm not against that. But when we rush into 2020, we make decisions based on our emotions. And unfortunately, emotions are very poor motivators to get things done. And that's why we end up back to work after the holidays and after making these decisions of wanting to eat healthier, after wanting to start exercising more, we get back to work and we realize we've got a mountain of emails or there's multiple projects that we need to start or are running behind. And then all of a sudden we hit this like struggle wall, like bang, (laughs) we hit it, we feel tired, we feel exhausted. The only thing we want to do is go home and sit there watching Netflix and eating a bucket of ice cream. Now, I'm not the only one. Surely I'm not the only one saying that. <laughs> um, instead of ice cream, I'm not into sweets. Instead, it'd be like a bucket of a uh, bucket of KFC. <laughs> but that's the reality. That's the reality of uh, our New Year's resolutions in January. In fact, Psychology Today, a really good website to go to if you're interested. Professor Sipo Osahola argues that important health-promoting behaviors such as exercise cannot be perceived and presented as choices to be selected from a host of leisure activities. Rather, they have to be seen as activities that have to be undertaken regardless of conditions. So he's saying these healthy uh, things that we want to include into our life, they shouldn't be perceived as choices, rather they should be uh, activities undertaken regardless of condition. So like, if it's raining outside and you can't go a full walk, that's not an excuse to just not do anything, you can do something inside, you can go to the mall and do laps around the mall. But these things aren't based on conditions, these things aren't based on emotions, it means whatever happens, happens, it's seen as an activity that needs to be done. The psychological trick here is for exercise to become a forced choice. Now that's not easy, of course. But if these healthy habits are based on emotional choices, they will not become lifestyle or routine changes in our life. They need to be habits. They need to be lifestyle changes, not emotional choices. Uh, This is a quote. No discipline is enjoyable while it is happening. It is painful. (laughs) <laughs> no discipline is enjoyed. You know, if you want to do exercise, it's uh, cold outside. Of course, you're not wanting to go out there. It's painful. It's cold. It's not enjoyable while it's happening. But once it's been done, you re- you reap the rewards from doing that. You feel good about yourself. You've accomplished something for the day, like our uh, making the bed um, little speech at the start. You've accomplished a task for the day. And as he said, if that's the only thing that you've done that you managed to get done that entire day, at least you get to sleep in a made bed. And honestly, having a made bed before you go to sleep is so good. (laughs) Getting emotionally charged up to change is not enough. You may get emotional, but emotion alone is not going to be enough to help with those changes that you want to make. 
If you want to change in the new year, the change has to start in our mind. Now, this is a quote from my pastor who spoke about uh, having a changed mindset and a changed heart, preparing yourself for the new year. It says there's something better than emotion, and that's decisions. Our thought life is our responsibility. Yes, <laughs> our thought life is our own responsibility. That's a bit of a, a kick to the chest, but that is the reality. Our thought life is our responsibility. If we say, I can't control my thoughts, then that defeats the responsibility of your thoughts and it negates the blame to someone else. That's often what happens, especially when you have uh, a, a mind with depression or anxiety um, I've been there and you do easily shift the blame onto others. But the reality is the thought life that we have is our responsibility. We need to, as the Bible says, to bring every thought into captivity. Make the right choices. Of course, we have Netflix, we have Disney+, Plus, which we love to slump into a chair and watch hours upon hours when we get home after work or on a weekend. But... You can make a decision in your mind to go to the gym instead of watching your shows. In fact, if you want to compromise, as it were, you can actually watch Netflix on most gym equipment anyway. So um, you can exercise and watch your shows, but that's a decision that you're going to have to make. <laughs> instead of buying takeaway for dinner, almost every second night because, you know, the struggle is real. Make a decision that perhaps instead of having it during the week, you'll have it only once or twice on a Friday or a weekend when you're most social. Maybe that's the best time. Limit yourself. Make it a choice. And sometimes it takes two to three weeks to turn these, you know, routines into habits. They, they, they Experts say around two to three weeks before it becomes an actual habit. And so as we go into 2020, I challenge you to make some of those decisions, not emotionally charged, unrealistic resolutions, but some decisions to say, for example, I'm going to exercise two to three times a week. I'm going to read a book. I'm going to finish a book once a month. Those types of things. And once you start to get into the routine, you'll find that you'll be doing it a lot easier. You're doing it a lot more. And then before you know it, it'll be a habit. You'll be growing, you'll be going, you'll be further than you thought you'd be in terms of your routine. Perhaps you move from one book to three books a month. Perhaps instead of two to three times a week, you do five times a week for an hour each week, uh, each day rather. And so a little bit about me, I guess, for, well... I know myself and I know that starting a new year with new resolutions does not work. And so I started in November. I challenged myself to do something out of my comfort zone before the new year turned because I knew, you know, the Christmas period, everyone relaxes, you get off your routines, it's hard to get back on them. And so I thought I'd start the routine before Christmas. And so I wanted, my, my main goal, I guess, was to be healthier mentally. And so I got into this study routine, which I've never done before. I, um, I went to a, a cafe after work and I'd sit there and I'd just read books. 
I'd begin to write my own thoughts down. I'd begin to read the Bible. I'd begin to read self-help books, uh, things that would challenge my mind to grow and to go and to be a better person. And once I started to get into that routine, it became a habit and also it was easy to do. And so I began the second phase of that, which was not my favorite, but definitely needed was to exercise. And so I slowly but surely got that down as a routine. And now it's a habit. And so now when when it becomes a habit and you skip like a day or two, it, it just feels awful. You feel like your life's out of balance. And so that's for the way that I personally work, that's where I need to get myself to do things. So I needed to be in a habit mindset. And so, so much of that comes down to um, doing it regularly. And so now I've got that down pat. And what are the benefits? Well, I've lost a a little bit of weight, which is an added bonus. But most importantly, I've got my mind back into my control. No longer cloudy. Uh, Of course, those clouds do come back from time to time. But I've taken upon the responsibility of my own thoughts and I've taken it, I've grasped it, and I've gotten my mind back into control. And because of that, so many other areas in my own life are working so much better. And so if you control your thought life, you can control almost all aspects of your life. Remembering that your life is your responsibility. Obviously, <laughs> we can't control everything. That's a reality. But you can control your thoughts. You can control your behavior. You can control your attitudes. Uh, I've learned some tough lessons on those even this year. And we do make mistakes, of course. But the reality is that we have the responsibility to get our thought life, our attitudes and behaviors in check. Of course, we want to be the best person we can be, not only for ourselves, but for our spouses or our partners or our friends and work colleagues. We want to be that good person. And so as we go into 2020, I want to challenge you to control your thought life, get your mind right, set routines, get into habits. Don't be emotionally charged up about making rash decisions of I'm not going to eat a single piece of takeaway for 2020. The reality is you will. (laughs) It's all around us. But just set realistic expectations Start small and build your way up. I really think that will simplify things because we tend to complicate things a lot more than they really should be. And so some things um, I just wanted to share with you, uh, I guess some podcasts that have helped me this year in terms of growing uh, in my mindset myself. Uh, Number one, of course, is my man, Adam Shaw, the Restorationist podcast. Um, really challenging your mindset, really just taking you out of your comfort zone and learning new things, getting into the Word of God. I, I really appreciate his podcast. In fact, he was one of the ones that inspired me to start this. And so if you haven't connected to that, get connected to that one. Another one is the Leadership Development Podcast by John C. Maxwell. Um, another one that my mother-in-law suggested to me, and it is fantastic. Another one that really helps you to help develop uh, yourself in terms of your behaviors and attitudes, getting into routines, helping you be a better person. Uh, That one is fantastic. Uh, I really, really enjoy that one. I think you will enjoy it too. Another one, of course, might be a bit biased with this one, but of course, Calvary Chapel UPCA, my home church. Uh, My pastor has 
some powerful words that just challenge you to live a better life, a life for God. And and honestly, if it wasn't for God, I would I I, <laughs> I don't even like thinking about where I'd be. I was on such a bad uh, track, you know. I was in a bad mindset. I didn't want to live life. But now I'm glad that I'm here. It's all because of God that I'm here. And I thank God for this big year of 2019 of personal growth. And I believe that God can do great things in your life as well. And uh, I really have big things for 2020. And I'm sure you do. I'm excited. I mean, 2019 just sounds really weird to me. <laughs> 2019. But when you say 2020, it sounds like a boss year. Like it look, it just sounds awesome. So have the high expectations challenge yourself, grow and go. And I'm really looking forward to doing this podcast a little bit more next year. Hopefully have some guests on the show, but uh, I hope you guys have a fantastic new year. Get into those routines, um, write some down, put them in your wallet, put them in your purse and challenge yourself to meet those goals this year uh, in 2020. And we're really looking forward to hearing from you. Get connected with me on the Instagram, the Get Connected Podcast. And, uh, and I'm at the Morts on Instagram as well if you want to message me directly. But I hope you have a fantastic year. Thank you so much for joining me. All the best. And uh, yeah, go get them goals. See you later. Bye, guys. <laughs>